We begin, we begin another day, Baruch Hashem, a new day, a new life. Thank you, Hashem. We all want to be very thankful, Baruch Hashem, of our new, our new life that we have today. And one of the biggest Yetzirahs that a person experiences as soon as he wakes up in the morning, as we know, the Yetzirah is waiting right next to your bed. Or even more than that, he's in your head, not just next to your bed. Halavai, he was just next to your bed. But the first Yetzirah that's strong, that jumps, is the negative thoughts. And, and a person not being able to strengthen himself in his thoughts. It's one of the reasons why the first thing we start off every morning is Ani. We start off giving thanks to Hashem because when a person is thankful, when a person is thankful, so he is, first of all, he's in touch with reality because like we know, authentic, sustainable happiness, let alone emotional health, health is when a person is connected to reality and the reality is that a person has so much to be thankful for. That's the truth. The truth is just for a person to be alive and just for a person to be thankful is, is, uh, is the beginning of a ability for a person to be happy. Thankful people are happy. I was just thinking this morning, I don't know if we'll do it every morning, but I was just thinking, where's Tzvi? Could you get Tzvi for a second? I was just thinking, someone, you can get a coffee, just you inspired me yesterday from what you said, then you'll get your coffee. I was just thinking, I don't know if we're going to do it every day, but I just said right now, right, one of the things that we're trying to do with Shmir Salashin, and we want to always add different things, but Shmir Salashin is obviously not to speak Lashon Hara, but one of the things we say is, Ohev Yamim Liros Tov, Mi Ha'isha Chavetz Chaim, who is a Chavetz Chaim? Who is someone who loves life? Someone who sees the good. So Reb Tzvi says that they have the hundred and hundred um, thank yous a day. So I was just thinking, I don't know who wants to keep count, but I was just thinking it would probably take us literally two minutes. If we go around now, I'll be the one who starts. And let's get to a hundred. I want to do a hundred and one. I want to do a hundred and one. If we go around the base medrash, it'll take us probably two minutes. Because if everyone starts with 5, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60, 65, 70, we're already there. We'll go around the, we'll go around the base medrash in two minutes. I don't know if we're going to do it every day, but I just said to myself, this is what you said. Why don't we start off this yeshiva every morning, start off the yeshiva, start off the first thing is with 101 thank yous. The only thing is we need someone to count. So who's going to count? Menachem, you'll count. You keep the count. I mean, I want to add that yes. it, it makes people become also sensitive to each other. I see yesterday I came home, and I keep on giving compliments to the rabbits, <coughs> but she was meeting with a woman that her husband's in jail. And she told me when you come go from uh, the back entrance from the set to the second floor, because you're going to walk in a good-looking, cool guy, and this woman's going to for sure think, like, look at this, these guys have some, some sort of normal life. And she might think like, and I'm saying those are, and I was like, I was ready, to, I'm ready to cry now, like the sensitivity. And, and I sit in, I sat in my garden yesterday talking to people, 
you suddenly realize the craziest thing, the moon. It's, it's, it's a wild thing. Beautiful. Okay. So I'll start as the first. I'll do a couple of them. I'm just trying to think. Number one, I'm thankful, Baruch Hashem, to be in Yeshiva. I'm thankful that I'm alive. I'm thankful that I could see colors. I'm looking at Yitzi's beautiful shirt, Baruch Hashem. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that I'm healthy. I'm here. I'm not, uh, I'm not in bed sick. And I'm thankful that I'm a Jew. We got five. Who's next? Let's go. Yeah, go, Dovi. Thankful for this year. Thankful for my shoes. I'm thankful that just mornings exist, that we don't wake up at nighttime. Like, there's a difference. I'm thankful for organic food, natural stuff. Um, I, I appreciate water a lot. Beautiful. Okay, next. I'm thankful for my wife, thankful for my feet, for having a car, and um, for, for trees. Beautiful. You don't have to say it. You know. Thankful for everyone here. Beautiful. Who's next? Go, Shimmy. I go, what are we up to? Menachem, what are we up to? What are we up to? 30. 30. Um, I'm thankful for myself. With all the opportunities I give myself and all the work that I do to make the life that I want to have. Um, thankful for this yeshiva for enabling me to do a lot of that, giving me a lot of those opportunities. Um, I'm thankful for Rebbe. <laughs> coming up to me each morning, though I'm not quite sure why at this point, but uh, <laughs> he keeps coming. Uh, my daddy's rich, really? Last one, last one. 
Ula? You can... Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Jacob? Beautiful. 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 Yeah, Vinyamin? 65. Let's go. We're almost there. Go. Let's go to this side. Go. Yako, no? Okay, go.
Beautiful. Okay, what are we at? Shkoch. 78. Okay. Who's next? Morning? Six, 14 more to go, 15 more to go. go somebody just go. I'm grateful to, to have the opportunity to be here every day. I'm grateful that nothing my body hurts today. I'm grateful for my family. Um, I'm grateful for, that, for the ability to, to, to be different in the world. And I'm grateful for everybody here that, you know, people are an inspiration. Beautiful, Sean. Beautiful. I'm thankful for this Shiva. Just being around the yeshiva for a few years, had a hot comic on my being a part of it now, it's life changing. I'm thankful for my legs after surgery, now I can run, I love it, I feel very healthy. I'm, I'm thankful for energy, I'm thankful for hope, uh, and I'm thankful for a healthy environment. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. What are we up to? What? Yeah. 96. Right, yeah, Sam Sokos, right? We're all thankful for that. Yeah, go. Beautiful, okay, beautiful, all right. There's one more to get to 101. Thank you, Thank you for the Okay, for the mikvahs. All right, beautiful. All right. Baruch Hashem. Okay. So, uh, Difference between the difference between a day, the day of negativity and a day of positivity, the day of a person focusing on all the blessings that he has, and the difference between a day focusing on all the things that you are lacking. And the difference between that is a difference between night and day. The difference between that 
is the difference between love and hate. The difference between that is the difference between connecting to Hashem and being disconnected from Hashem. Because when a person realizes how much he has and how much Hashem has given him and how much Hashem continues to give, and no matter what it is that we do, it's one of the things of Lashon Hara, is that if somebody hurts you and you're hurt by someone, that's usually most of the times where you speak Lashon Hara about somebody is where you're hurting or that person did something to you or you're jealous whatever it might be, but when a person realizes how much blessing we all have, and a person doesn't just keep it in his head, but a person actually expresses it and says it and lives with that. So the difference between his day and the difference between the way he feels is the difference between living a life of man boy chai, someone who wants life to be chayim, and a person who can live when you're 20, when you're 30, when you're 40, it doesn't matter how old you are. It does not matter how old you are. A negative person is a negative person is a negative person is a negative person. A person who's looking to find that which is missing will always be looking to find that which is missing. A person who's looking to see what's there, and a person who's focusing on that which is there, on positivity, is living in a different world than somebody else. Lashon Hara, as we learn every day, purity of speech from the Chavetz Chaim, we're on page 84, day 31, a double meaning statement. You're not allowed to relay a double meaning comment, a comment that can be interpreted in either a positive or negative way about someone. When you're trying to give over positivity, it's clear that it's positive. If you're being negative, it's clear that you're negative. So if a person is giving over a quasi, a gray area, that's something that's very dangerous. For example, somebody says, my friend Shaul is quite funny. This can be interpreted in a positive manner. Shaul has a sense of humor, but it also can be interpreted in a negative light. Shaul is a little bit, you know, funny. He's, he's, uh, he's funny. So a person has to be very careful when he says a statement that might be able to be even interpreted as negative. There are two instances when you're allowed to relay a double meaning statement. Number one, if you say it in such a way that if the person being spoken about were present, when you relayed the comment, he would not experience even a trace of ill feelings. So if you know that the person being there will not at all think anything negative about it, then you're allowed to say it. That's number one. Number two, and he's going to explain, if the comment was said in the presence of three people, then it would be permissible. Says the Chavetz Chaim, why? Because since the comment was said in front of a group, then we assume that the message is going to get back to the person who you're speaking about. And since that is going to get back to the, people, to the person you're speaking about, we're assuming that you meant it in a positive light. So if, again, you're saying something that can be um, understood two ways, if you know if the person were present, he would be okay with it, then you're allowed to say it. And number two, if you say it in front of a lot of people, that's also more than three people, then you're also allowed to say it. 
because we assume that he's going to know about it, or you think that he's going to know about it, and therefore you'll be careful not to make it, and you're, it must be a positive statement. Okay, that's from Hilchus Lashon Hara, Bays, Bays, Gimel, Bays. Question, comments on that? Yes. Yeah, I hear. I have the same right. It's definitely interesting. I agree. But it sounds to say that. <coughs> yeah. That's the halacha. Yes, Yehuda. Good point, Mora. Well, 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 it's not just what you're saying. It's if you're saying something that, that can be interpreted in, in you know, a diff- two different ways. That you know, as long as you know, it sounds like the, the consistent point here is as long as it's going to get to the ears of the person you're talking about, then we could assume that your statement is okay. Meaning you can't say, let's just be clear. You can't say something negative about someone straight out and say, I would say it even if he was in front of me. That you're not allowed to say. You can't say, oh, I'm going to say something negative about someone, but since I would say it when he's in front of me, so I'm going to say it when he's not in front of me. That you're not allowed to say. That you're not allowed to do. Here we're talking about a double meaning statement. Can I say something that might be able to be interpreted negative? So we're assuming the speaker himself since he wouldn't want to say something negative, that's what Mordechai was asking. Like, we're giving this guy a Dalmakas Since I wouldn't say something that could be interpreted negative in front of this guy, so if he would be here and I said it, we're assuming that it's that it's okay if I would right, say it. So, so like, uh, but something negative you can't say if there's more than three people. For sure, but like if it's double. You don't need three. To have toilets, it could be toilets. You could talk to whoever you need to if you're helping the person out. Yes? Right. And you would say in front of him. Right. Then that's fine. Or for a few people. Right. You don't, a person doesn't have to worry that someone else may take a negative and spread it out. I guess not. He's saying not. I guess not. Yeah, that's what he's saying. Okay. Hashem should help each and every one of us. We should be Zoha as we start off today, being grateful today. Bez Hashem will be a day where we're able to see all the gifts. We're able to see all the blessings that we have throughout the day. We should all be Zoha to that. We should be Zoha to see only the good in each other. We should be Zoha to only see the beauty in each other the beauty in ourselves, and the beauty of all the Jewish people. Yeah. Not to speak any Lashon Hara, of course. We should not be able to speak any Lashon Hara. Okay. 
Unedaber Ata, yes. Yeah, in the right. Thank you. Okay, let us begin something that the whole world loves, no pun intended, because we're going to talk about love. But our definition now of love is going to be a different definition than the world's definition of love. What we said was that there are two pillars to be a Jew. The first pillar is the pillar of Yira. Now, people say Yira means fear. Yira does mean fear. However, it also means awe. It also means having a relationship with Hashem. Yira, seeing Hashem, experiencing Hashem. Yira, that's pillar number one to be a Jew. It's actually two wings, they say, that bring your mitzvahs, they bring your Torah, they bring your tefillah, they bring things up to God is one wing is the wing of Yira, and the other wing is the wing of Ahava of love. Now we are going to discuss love and loving Hashem. And here we go. Says the Ramchal. Now if we could just give a little bit of a hakdama, a little bit of an introduction, we all know the classic understanding of love which is a difficult understanding of love, is the love that we are exposed to. The love that we're exposed to is somebody loving me, which means I don't necessarily love the person, but I love the feelings that I get and what the person could do for me. The classic example, not just a person, is when people say, oh, I love hot dogs, right? So what's the classic thing to that? You don't love hot dogs. You love yourself. So since you love yourself, you're going to eat hot dogs. That's very different than saying, I love hot dogs and I love my kids. People could also say, I love my kids, but you have expectations from your kids because you want your kids to act a certain way. That's why being a parent sometimes can be difficult because when your son or your daughter is not acting a certain way, and since my son and my daughter are there for me, so if they're not acting the way I want them to act and they're representing me and I'm embarrassed, right? God willing, this will happen to you when you're with your kids in a public place or you're with your kids somewhere and you're trying to make an impression so then you'll get angry at your kids. You're not angry at your kids for being kids because kids will be kids and they might be fighting, they might be doing X, Y, and Z. But you get angry at them because they are affecting your image. And once they're affecting my image, and that people look at me a certain way, and I can't have my kids be a certain way because it's going to affect me. That's a deficiency in your love for someone, your love for your children, which we're going to talk about. Love in Hebrew is the word ahava, which is from the language of hav. The reason parents love their children more than children love their parents is because parents give and give and give. From the day you were born, your parents were giving. So when you give to someone, you love them. We've spoken about this before, that love can be a noun and love can be a verb. When you love someone, you are actively loving them. When you are in love, you're not necessarily doing anything. 
What you are is, you're experiencing love. As everybody here, Mir Hashem, I give everybody here a bracha, and it's a real bracha, I'm not saying it to be cute. I give everybody a, a bracha that you fall in love with your wife. Amen. Amen. Fall in love with your wife. And I really say that. I really hope when you're going to be dating your wife, wherever she is, whatever it might be, you literally are like, uh, you know, people talk when we talk about it, oh, I'm dating this girl, but maybe I'm being blinded by her and I'm not thinking straight. I say, great, that's awesome. You don't want to be thinking straight. Right? You don't want to be thinking straight. Because that's a good thing to fall in love. It's a beautiful thing. Hashem made the world like that, that you fall in love. But we know that what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Just same way that you fell in love, you're going to fall out of love. Right? So people want to know, well, how long does it take to fall out of love? All right, you'll see. Every person has. It definitely does not last that long. But a person falls out of love. Because when you fall into love, the love that you're experiencing is a noun. The love that you're experiencing is a noun. You can fall in love. Sorry to talk, talk about it like this in a base medrash, but we're talking for Avodah Hashem to grow. You can fall in love, right? You can watch a movie, and you can have a, uh, someone who's a character in the movie, and you can fall in love with that character. How could you do that? Because you could. You could say, oh, I love that character. That, that's not love as a, as a verb. A verb means action. You didn't do anything for the person. You didn't, you didn't, uh, you weren't most nefesh for the person. You just experienced a feeling of love. The real level of love is a verb, is when you're loving. When you're loving. When you're giving. Because when you fall out of love, how do you stay to continue a relationship of love? How could it be that somebody who's married for 25 years, for 26 years, for 30 years, for 40 years, could be more in love than a teenager who just met his love for the first time? How could it be? So the answer is, what's the answer? The answer is, is because when you develop and you go through thick and thin with someone, which we're going to learn about, and you have... A, a relationship with somebody and you give to that person on a daily basis and you give to that person a smile even when it's hard to smile we've spoken about this with your kids in the morning when you're getting your kids off to school and they wake up in the morning and you're a little bit grumpy if you're grumpy now and you wake up in the morning some people are, are quiet they don't talk in the morning when they get up and they're just not able to hear any conversation some people love to talk in the morning some people are chippery in the morning, and some people are in bad moods no matter what you say, no matter how much sleep they got in the morning. So what's going to happen when your kids are getting off to school, and they're going to face a lot of kids in their class. They're going to face the teachers, and they're going to face a lot of negativity. They're not going to be facing in the world a world of love. They might be facing in the world a world of hate. Where are they going to get that love from? So if you are someone who can love them, you're someone who can smile at them, you're someone who can hug them, you're someone who can strengthen them, the worst thing to be, the worst thing that can happen to somebody, I don't want to say the worst, that sounds pretty intense, but a very difficult thing is that when you're at home and you experience criticism, 
and you experience only not love, and you only experience feelings of, of push away, and then you go out into the world, and all you feel is the same thing. Where are you getting your love from? Where are you getting your love from? So now what are you going to say? It was what it was. It is what it is. You grew up however you grew up. Now it's upon everybody here when you turn 18, when you turn 18 and you graduate high school, now the question is, what type of husband are you going to be? What type of father are you going to be? How are you going to escort your children out of the house? What are you going to look at your little kid in the morning when you're in a bad mood? When you didn't sleep well? When you had a disagreement with your wife in the morning? When things are difficult for you and you walk out and you storm out or you don't give over that love to your child, how will that affect him? So this is where it begins. This conversation of love, which is incredible, which is incredible, that the Torah tells us that the second foundation of Judaism is Ahava. I'll end off with one thing and then Shimmy, I'll give you the mic, Shimmy. The world that we live in, and get this very, very, very clear, the world that we live in does not teach us about love. The world that we live in does not teach us about real, true ahava. The world that we live in teaches us to be selfish and teaches us about lust. It teaches us about selfishness. The world that we live in, the movies, the Hollywood, obviously the other crazy things that a person can see and he can experience is nothing to do with love. The Torah tells us ish v'ishav. The irony is, and I'll end off with this, and then I'll, I'm sure a lot of you have a lot to say about this. The irony is, and irony means the paradox, what's so crazy about it, is in the Kodesh HaKadoshim, which is the holiest place in the world, on the Aron, which is in the Torah, in the holiest place, is a ish and an isha is a man and a woman, which is the holiest of the holy. And the world that we come from now has made ish v'isha, nothing but selfishness. Nothing but what could she do for me? Not what can I do for her? How does she make me feel? Not how do I make her feel? How can I help my wife? How can I help her? How can I strengthen her? How can I make her feel good? How can I make her feel valid? How can I give chashivas? The world has made a woman, the world has made the, the anisha, has made the holiest thing into the lowest of the low. The world has made it. The world has made it that the relationship we think about is, is, is very challenging. And what we have to do is a Torah person, a Torah person, a Torah person has the ability to change his understanding of the depth of that relationship, of ish v'isha, the depth of that relationship, of that love is holy. Love is something so deep. It's not something that is a, that is a uh, uh, you know, marketed. It's not marketed. You know, nowadays you have, 
You have commercials. I mean, nowadays, it's been like this for a long time. In my day, we didn't have this. Where cars, right, the whole way that, that commercials about cars, right, you guys know this is you fall in love with the car. They have like, oh, this car is a certain, a certain way. I'm not going to say the word in the base medrash, but you can have a car that's a, well, it's a beauty. It's a beauty. There's this, right? So what are you doing? You're equating your physical Gashmias car with the holiest thing and, and love and ahava. Okay, I'll give you guys the mic. Shimmy, go. So constructive criticism, chaysech shifto sones beno. We'll talk about this part of this. Is that when you? I spoke about this shalashudas. When you when you love someone, so then you're able to, um, as a, a, a child, you're able to give them boundaries. You're able to tell them, do this, don't do that, because I. I care about you. I, I, I don't want you to, I believe that you can accomplish certain things. I'm not just letting you do whatever you want. Yes? So it's, so it's not productive to say, like, you do this wrong and do that. It's more like try to stay away from that. Yes. Yes. Or, or if you have a good relationship with your child, or you have a good relationship with your spouse, so then you can be open about, about criticism. Correct. Yes. Yes. Yes, show me that. Does one cause the other? Meaning like love of Yes, that's what we're going to talk about. So Shlomo Zalman just hit the point. When you give, when you give, then the feelings come. So falling in love, there's no giving. Falling in love is a feeling. You then fall out of love, and then you build the love by giving, by sharing, and then the feeling (coughs) comes back, or it's a different feeling. But it's a yes. So the is a good thing. It's Correct. That's what. Well, that's what the Ramchal is going to talk. I'm not saying right. Right. What? That what? So I was saying the feeling is like that's a fake or something fake, and the work and the giving that something real. They're both real. Right. So let me be. So let me thank you, Shlomo Zalman. I just want to be clear. When when a person builds and works on his relationships, and he's giving to somebody, and he's giving to his wife, and he's giving to his children. And he's giving to somebody, he's giving to Hashem, which is really what we're going to talk about. Ahavas Hashem. Then the feeling will come. The feeling will come. The feeling will be there. Which is really where the Ramchal starts. He says, Inyan Ahava. Yeah, go. Somebody, because I want to start the Ramchal for a few minutes. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah, but so why, why would I do that to myself? Why would I just, why would I want to just take that on? I'm not saying how, there's a how and there's a why to that. I'm more interested in how, the why. Also, say how, how do I just, so you know what I mean, secure girls are? I can just help a lot of insecure girls,
and you're ready to get married, we could sit down, and Amir Hashem, some girl will be very lucky to, to be the recipient of Dove Sour's love. No, and I mean that. I, I'm, not, I'm not even just saying that to God. I mean that for real, but, but that's a different conversation of, okay, so I could do, correct, correct. You have to decide who she is. She has to decide, she has to decide that she's able to be macabre that from you, and then you're good to go, then mazel tov. And start your life of, of love. I think what Dovi's saying, I'll get to you in a second, Yehuda. I think what's, what's interesting about what Dovi's saying is that the world makes it very complicated. That's why people say, am I ready to get married? Am I not getting to get married? What's the relationship? What's she like? Blah, 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 blah. All that stuff. Uh, which obviously is important. But the reason that it's as, actually as simple as Dovi's making it is that it is as simple as Dovi's making it. The world and movies and all that make it all complicated and dramatic. Once I am all in, and I'm committed to you, and I will be there for you, and I will do for you. When you have a child, you don't date your child before you provide for your child. Your child is there, and you have a responsibility for that child forever. The problem is when people don't look at marriage like that, when they don't look at a relationship like that, and know it's crazy what we're talking about, what the Ramchal is going to be talking about is my relationship with Hashem. My relationship with Hashem, we think, we think our relationship with Hashem is a relationship just like people think their relationship with their wife. They think that it's an optional, loving relationship. It's not optional to love your wife. It's not optional to love, we're talking about Avas Hashem, to love and to have a connection and to dedicate yourself to Hashem. If you're missing a relationship with Hashem, now this is going to be a heavy statement, but I'm going to say it. Rav Simcha is getting real excited. If you are missing your relationship with Hashem, and now if you were in high school, I wouldn't say this. If you were in elementary school, I would not tell this to you. But everybody here, even if you're 17, 18, I don't know who's the youngest over here, but if you graduated and you're in Jewish college that you are right now, I'm going to tell you the truth. And if you're missing in the relationship with Hashem, just like I would tell you if you're dating a girl and you're getting married, if there's a problem, you know who I'm going to blame? And speak to the married guy sitting right here. Speak to anyone who I talk to who's married. Do you know who I blame when your relationship is not going with your wife well? Do you know who I blame? I blame you. And you know who I'm going to blame if your relationship with your child is not going well? You know who I'm going to blame? I'm going to blame you. You know who I'm going to blame? I don't know if the right word is blame. People get all tra trauma when I say the word blame. Do you know who's responsible for the relationship between you and your boss? You, if it's not going well. That's what I'm going to tell you guys. That's what I'm going to tell you guys because I want to tell you the truth. Because authentic, sustainable happiness comes from being connected to reality. I didn't forget, Rav Simcharaba. Don't worry, I'm going to get to the, to the final. <laughs> but that's really the truth. 
The truth is, if you are not being successful in your relationships with your roommate, the one who is responsible for that is not your roommate. And as long as you're living in the world of it's my roommate's fault, you know what the problem is? The problem isn't your roommate. The problem is the thought that it's your roommate. I'll say that again. The problem is not your roommate. The problem is the fact that you think that that's the problem. That's the problem. When you have a problem with your wife, your wife's not the problem. It's the fact that you think that that's the problem. When you have a problem with your whoever it might be, and I'm going to say this, this is going to be very, very heavy, with your parents at this stage in the game, and it's hard. Hard. It's hard. You got to fix it. You got to fix it. That's the truth. It's hard to hear the truth, but that's the truth. Now you could say, oh, but my father this, but my mother this. Yes, 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 yes. You might be right. But if you want to have a good relationship with anybody in the world, the person responsible for that relationship is you. You are the one. And here we go. Here's the biggest of them all. Because it all comes down to this. If you have trouble in a relationship with God, with Hashem, stop blaming Him. Stop blaming Him. And say, how can I look in the mirror? How can I look inside myself? And how can I strengthen my relationship with Hashem? Because I guarantee everybody here, and you all know it, the greatest thing you can do for yourself, the greatest thing you can do for yourself is engage in a relationship with Hashem. Engage and take the relationship with Hashem so serious, so serious, so serious. Because once you do that, you have the key to everything in life. You have the key to everything in life. You have the key to happiness. You have the key to money. You have the key to great relationships. You have the key to everything. And when you're able to really be true with yourself, when you're able to really be true with yourself and to say, you know what, and I'm going to say this for, for real. If a person can say, I'm not interested in a relationship, then call it what it is. Say, I'm not interested in a relationship with my parents. Call it what it is, but stop blaming. Say, I'm not interested in a relationship with Hashem, but stop blaming. Don't blame that the reason I don't have a good relationship is because of X, Y, and Z. Say it, call it what it is. Question, comment, and then we'll wrap it up. Yes? Isn't it automatically that God, that we're not going to have a relationship like God has with us? Yeah, well, one more time. Right. Right. So, so that's a great, that's a great point, Mayor. First of all, welcome, Mayor. The the um, the, the the most important the 
our problem comes when we're, when we're in other people's business. With, if I'm in his business or I'm in God's business. Don't make your my business is someone else. Right. My business is how am I relating to God. As far as what God does to me, that's his business. But you my love is all about giving. Correct. So I'm not giving back. What am I giving back to God? Yeah, but I'm saying, okay, good. That, that already that already is a is a more philosophical question of what I technically could give. That's a derech Hashem question. But the point is, it's a good question. The point is, is that all relationships go this way: giving, hopefully giving. The ultimate giving, receiving. But hopefully, the highest relationship of ish the isha, which is a dimyan of a comparison of, of God and the Jewish people is giving, 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 giving. The more you're giving, she's giving, I'm giving, God's giving. So like you're saying, Mayor, Hashem is always giving and giving and giving. So when we give and give and give, that is the ultimate. Just like a husband and a wife. You want to marry someone who hopefully, right, you could give uh, maybe some of the shiurim, we could talk, you could talk, have your wife listen to and understand what it is to give, because the ultimate relationship of a husband and wife is I'm looking to give to her and she's looking to give to me. You do that, you are the happiest guy in the world. Great, great point, Mayor. Yes, Shlemy. Good morning, Rabbi. Good morning, Sadi. Um, two things. Number yes. one, but it's almost subconscious, automatic, that when you give to somebody so much, you're waiting for that person to give you. Mm-hmm. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. It's a natural. What Shlomi's saying, it's okay. It's okay. What I'm saying, it's okay. what Shlomi's saying is that just naturally, when you give to someone, you want to get back. And, then, shouldn't. and that's okay. That's it's not that you shouldn't. One second, one second, one second. That's the word. Hold on. I say shouldn't. Okay, you can say whatever you want. But I'm saying no. A person should not have any expectations from anyone. There's no should or not. One second. No, no, one second. I want to be clear. Hold up. See. Let's see. Hold on. It's a dirty Hold on. word, Rabbi. Yes, yes. That's a curse. Rabbi, see like this. Uh, to expect me when I give to to not want to get anything back is a very, 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 very high level. That's the ultimate goal. That's Correct. The goal. That's People a- are depressed and they sit in their bed all day because they gave to their friends. And when they lost their business, they expected correct. to get from their friends. Correct. And that's the point. The I, correct. A hundred percent. But but I think what Shlaimi is saying is don't not give. Don't not give because you naturally do like to get back. That's all. That's all. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with wanting to get back. The highest level is is not to is the unconditional. That's a very high, high level. It's a very, very so high level. The level of Hashem. Hashem correct. Hashem, correct. He doesn't need anything back. Gives us even a second thing. Yes. It's not so connected, but we're going to say it anyway. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, I watched this thing on YouTube. This guy called the Lion Whisperer. He said the murder to your point. That a lot of times there are zookeepers that uh, work with the animals. When the animals grow up, the animals start attacking them, but he is un- he's insane with animals. Very, very person. <coughs> it's at a point. Why? Because when the lions are cubs, he respects them, he deals with them in one way. When they grow up, he's not entitled to act the same way. He has to change himself the way he acts with the lions. Beautiful. That's why he has such a good relationship with the lions, because he 
he's under them. He changes the, when they change. Beautiful. Other people would say, what do you mean? I remember this time when it was a day old. I'm going to tell it what to do. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well said. Beautiful. 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 Yes. Uh, I just just on that just on Shlomi's comment. That's where you'll see as a parent. It, it's uh, you got a while for this. As your children get older and older, a person can very easily <coughs> fall into that trap. Because what happens is when your kids get older and older, they're still your little. They're still your kid. Even though your kid can be you know, 30 years old, 40 years old, and you're like, what do you mean? I changed your diaper, I'll tell you, you know, you know what I'm saying? But, but you're right. To be a chanoch l'nar al pidarko, it's true. That to be able to learn how to adjust to the growth in the relationship is, is very deep. Well said. Yes, Rav Simcha Rabba. Um, if it's too broad, it's, uh, it doesn't have to, we don't have to go into it now, but I just, I, I hear like, mamish like, when the, when the rabbi was talking about but it's the other, it's not the other person's, the thought that it's the other person's fault is the problem. Right. That it's his responsibility, it's my responsibility. So it resonated with me very much. It was like, I felt like a boss call was like, mamish, like, like it's so powerful, like one of these bumper stickers. And I'm just like trying to connect it, just like when it comes to my relationship with my wife and um, the, the students, Shiva, and um, it, it resonates with me, but I, I'm, I can't go to the next step. In other words, I have a student, and I, I want him. I want him to come to share, and I want to like connect with him. And it's my responsibility, and he doesn't wake up. Like, what's the next step? Like, I want to take responsibility, but I feel like I can't. Like, right. I can't take responsibility for him waking up, but right. but I want the relationship. So right. it resonates with me so big, but I can't get past that. So can right. you um, expound or right. to right, right, okay. I mean, it's a little bit. It's a longer conversation. Um, what I what I could first of all. The, the, uh, just to respond is that sometimes you're longing for a relationship and sometimes you're yearning to be close to somebody and to make things good. That alone is a connecting of the relationship. It doesn't always have to pan out to be the way we want it to be. You could long to have a relationship with your parents. You could long to have a relationship with a child. You could long to have a relationship with Hashem. And you could feel a certain distance. But continue longing, continue wanting. And your heart is, is true. So, so what happens out of that is already a different conversation. But you're wanting to connect to somebody. You're wanting to be close with someone. That alone is a very deep connection to that person. Meaning the success in the relationship isn't what I'm thinking success Correct, is. correct, correct. So Meaning what really am I responsible to do? If I'm responsible to love, I'm responsible to care, it's sort of like what Mayer was saying before. My responsibility is to do X, Y, and Z. What that person reciprocates is their business. My responsibility is to be there for that person. My responsibility is to reach out to that person. My responsibility is to listen to that person. My responsibility is to dot, dot, dot for that person. How that person reciprocates is their business. Obviously, there's kamayim panim lapanim. There is a natural uh, reciproc... I don't know how you would say that word. Reciproc... Whatever. They would reciprocate it, right? Reciprocation, if that's the word. Okay, let's wrap up because I know there's... Yeah, shalom. Yeah.
just that question just there like, got me a new realization towards the band. Well, just to say, it's not just towards Rebbeim. It's a, it's a, it's a Rebbeim Charaba. Meaning, yes, Rebbeim, yes, yes, that's correct. That's a Rebbe. That is what a Rebbe is. That's a, that's a Rebbe. Just that's a Rebbe. A Rebbe loses sleep. A Rebbe loses sleep over his. A father loses sleep over his children. A Rebbe loses sleep over his children. That's that's the way it goes. You lose sleep. It's painful. It's there. Yeah. Yeah, please. Right. Right. I feel like I'm a questions on that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Let's see. Yes. 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 Yeah. Bring it up. Yes. Yehuda. Yes. Uh. First of all, guys, first of all, Yehuda, I don't know if you guys know, Yehuda Khan. Okay, he just said that this Optorov, Bar I don't want to say Baruch Shakivanti, but that's that, this pshat from the Optorov is the whole entire shear today. The question was, what's the pshat that Yaakov Avinu? It says that he was working for Rachel, and he worked for seven years, and it says it was mamish like the snap, snap of a finger. So it says the exact opposite. When you're in love and you're longing for someone, it's like, oh my gosh, when you're longing for something, it's like forever. That's the Optorov's question. So the Optorov answered, right, correct me if I'm wrong, the Optorov answered, that's when you love yourself. When you're in love with yourself and you want that woman or you want that thing to provide what you need, so you feel you're deprived. But, say it his way, but I wanted to say... No, the opposite. He didn't love himself. He loved Rachel. So therefore, and I'm, and I'm just going to add the point. Yaakov, ready? This is the godless of, of Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, of our forefathers of Judaism. Yaakov was filled with his own love. He loved himself 100%. And that love is going to overflow to other people. Not the shot that I am, I'm a, I'm a wreck and I have no love, and I hate myself, and I hope that my wife, and I hope that the people around me will love me and will band-aid my wounds. No, I need to band-aid my wounds. I need to love myself, and then I can learn to love others. Thank you. Wow. Wow. Aparov, i got to see that again. 
Hashem should help us all. We should all be Zoha as we're learning of Avas Hashem. Avas Hashem in the Ramchal. It means that we have that ability to have that Ahava towards Hashem. Smash your rear view mirrors. It doesn't matter what you've what you think love is, doesn't matter what your feelings were, doesn't matter how many Averis you've done. I want to be very clear about that. It doesn't matter how many Averis, when Averis, what Averis, your past is the past, is the past. Avera, the Maral says, is Malushan Avar. All the Yetzirah wants you to do is to think about your past and to feel down about yourself. That's all the Yetzirah's agenda is. Feel down about yourself, feel guilty, feel shame, feel like you're not worthy. It's a lie, it's a lie, it's a lie. There's no bigger lie than that in the world. We are all here, Mamish, as we said, we're all here literally in a mikvah. A mikvah, we're all pure, we're all clean, we're all here in a base medrash. Let us live today with that in mind. Let us dream to be, to live the way we really, really want to live. And remember, today is the first day of the rest of your life. Have a wonderful day, everybody. I was going to ask during the share, but...